Hi love, this is the Soul Elixir Podcast. It's where you'll find enlightening talks to support your ascension. Join me, Michelle, the owner of Elixir Apothecary, for a new episode on topics such as high vibrational living, quantum manifestation, ancient wisdom, spiritual gift activation, and living your sacred purpose. Now let's jump into today's episode. everybody. Oh my goodness. So as you can tell, I have been taking a bit of a break from the podcasting just to get some amazing topics up for you all. And we've had some amazing guests. We've had Sarah Blake, our cyclical guide, mentor, incredible, incredible woman who will teach you how to run your business in a space of flow rather than the hustle grind nine to five mentality. We have Anna who spoke to us about life path astrology and how to really step into living your sacred purpose. And we've also had Angela Glass talk to us about the five elements and the three doshas in Ayurveda. So definitely do go back and listen to those episodes, guest episodes. I have a bunch more amazing guests that we've had scheduled for a while, and I'm really excited to be releasing those soon. And you will receive an email, of course, if you are in our Love Letter community. And if you want to become a member of our Love Leisure community, which is completely free, please check the show notes to download our intuition guide because you will not only get the intuition guide, but you also receive weekly updates from us in your inbox. All right, so today we're going to be diving into self-love. I see this theme recurring, so we're going to talk about it and really from from personal experience, what have been the three beliefs that block self-love, the three things that seem to rule (laughs) everything subconsciously and how to work through those. So first of all, I want to set the stage for this because we're talking about this week healing your soul. And I don't want you to think that the process of healing your soul is somehow fixing yourself. And I'm doing air quotes right now. (laughs) You're not fixing yourself when you're healing your soul. You're actually coming into more alignment with your true self. There's no fixing. You're already whole. It's just removing the layers of lies that we have placed upon ourselves through conditioning and all of that. So... I want to preface this entire thing with you are not broken. Um, The self-love is the foundation for healing your soul. We cannot do inner child work, ancestral work, shadow alchemy, any sort of healing modality. We cannot do it from a space of self-hatred. We have to love ourselves and hold space for our healing. That has been... 
I, I think one of my biggest lessons, my life path is number seven. So showing my emotions and feeling safe to show my emotions doesn't come easily for me. And trust me, when I do, I'm like full spectrum all over the place, but I am still very, uh, it's hard for me to express my emotions. So I've, I've finally been able to get to this space where I'm opening up a little bit more with myself being more vulnerable. And that has taken a lot of space holding for myself. We always talk about space holding for other people, but what about us <laughs> first? So it begins with giving it to ourselves first. So self-love is the foundation for healing your soul. Cannot move forward with any healing modality until we embrace some self-love and we're going to work through the three beliefs that block self-love today. But healing your soul is the foundation for ascension. So do you see how basically self-love is the foundation for everything? Because you cannot heal your soul, you cannot move forward, you cannot hold space during these healing modalities as you are doing this deep spiritual healing. You cannot hold space for yourself unless you have self-love. So self-love is the foundation for healing your soul and healing your soul is the foundation for ascension. So self-love is the foundation of everything. Basically, you cannot skip self-love. So we're prepping for a new moon. It doesn't matter when you're reading this, you can, listening to this, you can prep for any sort of moon coming up, whether it's full or new, but we're going to be prepping for the new moon in Aries on the 12th of April here. It's coming up and we're going to be setting intentions around self-love to set a solid foundation for your ascension, because like I said, self-love is the foundation for everything. But first, let's dive into what these beliefs are that block the self-love. And you'll be surprised because they're things that everybody deals with, but it's just, I'm giving them a voice. So the three beliefs that block self-love, I'm going to tell you what they are, then we're going to work through them. Number one is I don't have time for self-love, self-care. I don't have time for this healing journey. I don't have time to wake up early and journal. I don't have time. I don't have time to fill in the blank, okay? <laughs> Number two is I would be judged. Let's say you want to put a video of yourself being vulnerable about your story from a very compassionate space online. Or let's say you want to go take a bath at the end of the day and you are you feel like that would really, really help you get back to center with yourself. But what would other people think? Well, how selfish, you know? You don't you shouldn't be taking time for yourself. You should be helping us do the dishes or this is you should be taking care of the kids. Or you should be getting down to work or you should be doing fill in the blank. I would be judged if I express levels of self-love that I haven't before because people are not used to seeing me in this deep stage of self-love for myself. We almost stop ourselves before we even begin because we're afraid of being judged as to taking time for ourselves, what that would look like. And then the third is, what's the point? What would I gain? 
And I know a lot of you have reached out to me. We have a lot of Virgos in the, this community. <laughs> and I know because I have a lot of Virgo placements, I know that Virgos, we're always after, I'm, I'm not a Virgo, I'm a Leo, but I have a lot of Virgo placements, but we're, you're always after the end result. What am I going to get? How can I make this last? What am I going to gain? What's the point? And I definitely relate to this so, so fully. And that blocks self-love because self-love is not about the end result. It's not about what you're going to get. That's not entirely what it's all about. It's about the journey. It's about, and I know that sounds so cliche, but we're going to go into it a little bit more. But it, the more we focus on what's the point of self-love, am I going to make more money? Or am I going to get a better relationship? Or am I going to lose weight? Or whatever. What's the point will block you from even beginning. So let's dive into this I don't have time thing. Really, and as this is tough love because I was given tough love from my mentor with this, you do have time. You most certainly do have time. And we don't want to hear that because we don't want to take responsibility for something that we want to feel victim around, but we do have time. Now, self-love, it, it has many levels because in this particular instance, I'm talking about self-love as in self-care practices, taking time for yourself, all of that. But self-love has many, many layers. It's very, very deep. And self-love can be setting boundaries, which is something we're going to be diving into in a later episode. So, But for these particular three beliefs that block self-love, I'm just talking about the more tangible actions that we take as it pertains to self-love, such as self-care practices. So bear that in mind. But I don't have time to fill in the blank, whatever self-love looks like for you, whether it's taking the walk or whether it's making your tea extra special or your coffee extra special or going to the park by yourself. I know there's a lot of mom guilt around that, um, doing things by yourself rather than with the kids and getting help. Um, taking time, extra time in the morning to get ready. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time. I cannot tell you how many times I have said that myself and I've heard other people say it. Well, that works for her, but not me. That works for him, but not me because I don't have time. We always have time. So where are we scrolling social media a bit too much? Where are we standing in front of the mirror picking ourselves apart too much? Where are we maybe hitting snooze too much, you know, where are these very, very important reclamation of our time, where is that going? And so start to take some inventory of, of throughout the day, do you catch yourself like, damn, I spent 30 minutes scrolling social media. I could have given myself a facial in that time. I could have made myself a really special matcha tea, you know, what could you be doing for yourself? I could have been having a journaling session. I could have been working through that trigger that's been really pissing me off. What, because that's self-love right there. So where do you feel like you do not have time? (laughs) 
Oh my goodness, that used to be such a big complaint for me. I don't have time, I don't have time. And um, I really do look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, that was such it, self-sabotage right there. So that's a bit of tough love. You might not want to hear it, but that is the first belief in how to work through it that blocks self-love. So the second one is I would be judged if I go on social media and share from a heart-centered space, I would be judged. If I go and take that sacred weekly bath for myself, my family's going to judge me. If I go to the park by myself because I need to work through my thoughts as a form of self-love, I would be judged because I'm supposed to be doing other things. I have other responsibilities. I would be judged if I, whatever your form of self-care and self-love would be in that moment, I would be judged. It, it, it's paralyzing because everybody's going <laughs> to, everybody's going to judge you. <laughs> Everybody is going to judge you. I don't remember the exact phrase or quote, but it's, you can make the best peach pie, but there's going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches. So really do you, and if you're going to even attempt this journey release the opinions of other people. I know that I am speaking to a lot of people pleasers. And as a recovering people pleaser myself, releasing other people's opinion and just saying fuck it and doing your thing, it's so freeing. Because when you kind of ruin your reputation, (laughs) and I'll tell you, I did this. I, uh, When you tell everybody that you're a practicing priestess and you are a Gnostic and you, that is a form of self-love because it's claiming who you are. You lose a lot of people. Trust me, I did this. I reclaimed who I am and I was so harshly judged. I can't even tell you, but it's just, they don't see who's underneath that that's who I've been all along. I've actually just been wearing the mask. That's what I wanted to say. So when you are reclaiming parts of yourself, because this series is all about reclaiming your soul path, when you're reclaiming parts of yourself, which is a form of self-love, and you're worried about people judging you, you have got to release it. You might lose friendships. You might lose family members. You might lose very, very close people in your life, but reclaiming your soul's path, not even reclaiming labels, because that's just a label, like witch and priestess and blah, 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 all this stuff, Gnostic, it's a label. All it means is I'm closer to my soul essence than I ever was before. And if people don't understand that, that's not your business. I would be judged is a really, really self-sabotaging belief because you're going to piss off anybody and everybody if you tiptoe around people's opinions and people's belief systems and people's, well, I've always known her this way, so I don't know how to accept her in this new role, which is actually closer to her soul, but I don't, I'm not going to accept it. People are not going, they're not going to be on that frequency with you when you start to reclaim your soul path in such a deep, radical self-love essence. So it's really, really important to go into your self-love journey, whether it's 
taking your weekly self, self-love sacred bath, whether it's that or whether it's reclaiming a certain part of you that you've shunned, no matter where you are on the self-love spectrum, you really need to drop the people-pleasing and it's very much easier said than done. So one of the ways that I have been able to do this is establish my truth first without trying to force my truth on somebody else. One of my mentors in the past, I remember I was going through this, this big soul reclamation in one of them, (laughs) one of them, right? And I was like, I know the truth. I know the truth. And she said, it's not the truth. It's your truth. And so all you can do is share your truth. And the people that resonate, that want to resonate will come your way. And the people that don't resonate and are either scared because they don't through, through either ignorance or just not through conditioning they will fall away and the people that are meant to be in your life will resonate and be so magnetized to you. So this is definitely a very, very sensitive topic and this belief of I would be judged, whether it's, like I said, taking your weekly bath or whether it's reclaiming a certain part of you that you've shunned, you have got to drop the people-pleasing. So number one, realize that this is your truth and you are under no obligation to force anybody else to share the same truth with you. And number two, be very, very strong in your convictions and convince yourself before you convince anybody else. And don't even try to convince anybody else. Just live and be and breathe your truth and forget the rest. And so the third of these three beliefs that block self-love is what's the point? What will I gain? Why am I doing this? What's the end result? And I know that a lot of you struggle with this because I talk to you all quite often, a number of you on email, and it's interesting what comes up because I see so much of me in you and you in me, vice versa. And what's the point? What will I gain? Why am I doing this? What's the end result? It's, I'm very visual. So it's almost like you are being blocked, like you are, have a rubber band or something and you're just stretching far enough and then all of a sudden you snap right back. Yes, there's the rooster, <laughs> if you could hear that. All of a sudden you snap right back because, ah, what's the point? If I express self-love and I work on my worthiness issues, um, sounds great, but what's the point? And you kind of go back and forth and you snap yourself back with this rubber band. And it's a form of self-sabotage. But if we snapped that rubber band and we just let ourselves fling all the way into self-love and releasing the attachment to what's the point, what will I gain, you will gain more in that moment, but it takes a release and a letting go. And I know this is so hard. (laughs) I know this is so hard, but 
what's the point? What will I gain? What's the end result? Is a verbal and very much energetic communication with the divine that, hey, I really want to manifest, but I don't trust you. So I'm just going to hold on really tight. And unless I see some tangible results, I'm out. And that's basically what you're communicating with the divine when you are saying, I'm going to work on my worthiness issues, but uh, will it result in something tangible? Or I'm going to practice more self-love. I'm going to hold space for my, my healing. I'm going to start this process of spiritual healing, start this process of healing my soul, do some inner child healing, do some ancestral healing, do some shadow alchemy. But is that going to result in like more money? (laughs) I feel you on this. And how you would work through this is a simple release ritual. And so what you're going to do is write down all of these beliefs that are feeling very self-sabotaging, like you're stuck. And what's the point? What will I gain? What's the end result? You're going to write those things down and burn them safely <laughs> so that they you can physically see them disintegrate. Because when you do this, first of all, it's an energetic and physical communication with the divine that... I am not placing my energy in freaking out about what's the end result of this. I am releasing that. But also, you can move forward in more clarity because when you remove those thoughts, write down, brain dump all of your thoughts, good and bad about your desires, and then take out all the ones that are related to like, what's the point? What will I gain? What's the end result? What, you know, why am I even doing this? Take out, cross out those on your brain dump page of your beliefs surrounding a desire, cross those out and see the beliefs that are left. What's positive in that list? Because those are the beliefs you want to give energy to. So for example, I had a desire that I was manifesting that I actually did, which is really exciting. And um, it came through faster than I thought. Oh, it was so cool. But so what I did was I wrote down all my beliefs, all my... um, thoughts surrounding the ones that seemed specifically charged. Um, I wrote down, you know, all my beliefs and a lot of them were, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. What's the point? What if it doesn't come through? But it would be really exciting if it came through. Like, oh my goodness, it would help this type of person. It would, and it was all of this big brain dump conglomeration of my beliefs surrounding this desire. And I crossed out all of the ones that related to doubt or feeling like there's no point in doing this. And what I was left with was how exciting this would be when it comes through and who it would help. And so that's a very heart-centered space to manifest. And the heart center is so powerful to manifest from. So And I will be having podcast episodes on that because that's super powerful, but that's another topic. So when you're left with how many people will this help and, oh my gosh, how cool would this be if this came through, then everything else that you can write on a list and burn 
that you're saying, no, I'm not giving my energy to that. I'm giving my energy to how freaking exciting this would be if it came through and who it would help. And so you're energetically and physically stating that, no, I'm giving my energy to this thing again. So those are the three beliefs that block self-love and some tangible ways to move past them. Let me know if you have any questions. Always feel free to DM me. I am on Instagram at elixir.apothecary. And this is so exciting. This is the first of the four-part series all about reclaiming your soul path and radically paving your own way through and the importance of boundaries, creating self-love practices for yourself. We're going to be diving into some amazing things. So thank you for tuning in again to the Soul Elixir podcast. And until next time, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Join me on Instagram. My handle is at elixir.apothecary. And hop on over to www.elixirapothecary.com for all your self-care and ritual needs and to sign up for sacred classes to support your ascension. Please consider leaving a five-star review if you enjoyed today's episode. And again, thank you so much for listening. See you next time.